It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Christmas Carol Super Spreader. Actor Kirk Cameron hosts another maskless holiday sing-along as new video shows COVID patients lining the hallways of L.A. hospitals. At this hospital, they're treating patients in a tent in the parking lot. Then they have COVID. A couple test positive after flying with a COVID positive passenger who went into cardiac arrest. I still feel a little weak, a little fatigued. As millions board flights before the holiday. Why so many Americans are ignoring pleas to stay home for Christmas. Plus, Mr. President! President Trump reemerges as he leaves the White House for Christmas. Will he ever return? There's certainly speculation that the president might go to Florida and not come back. And did a senatorial hopeful run over his wife's foot in a domestic dispute? I barely moved. And all of a sudden, she's screaming. And backlash against the influencer mom who claims her kids were almost abducted. My children were the targets of attempted kidnapping. Did she make it all up? And last-minute Christmas shopping rush, crowded malls, packed grocery stores. How businesses are keeping you safe for the holidays. Then... Here to get my legs. She lost her legs in a horrible accident. Now her Christmas wish comes true. Feels good. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Calvi and today for Deborah. He's done it again. Despite warnings from health officials that it could become a super spreader event, growing pain star Kirk Cameron has organized a third Christmas carol sing-along with no masks in sight. And it couldn't come at a worse time as California remains one of the worst COVID hotspots in the nation. There is immunity in community. That's actor Kirk Cameron leading a crowd of a hundred anti-maskers singing Christmas carols by candlelight. With Southern California hospitals overwhelmed with COVID-19 cases, the potential super spreader event is triggering outrage today. You guys are putting everybody at risk. You're putting of people at risk. An angry passerby was shepherded away by a group of carolers. 300,000 people are dead! The protest against mandatory stay-at-home orders unfolded in a mall near Los Angeles. And get this, just yards from a COVID-19 testing center. The 50-year-old actor, best known for his role in Growing Pains, describes himself as an evangelist. The no-mask protest is especially disturbing for frontline nurses and doctors, stretched to the limit by the pandemic. California is about to top 2 million cases and 23,000 deaths. 
because it's not only that you get family members ill, and they might do fine, but now they can get other people ill. And that's how the disease keeps spreading. At this L.A. area hospital, patients are lying on gurneys in the doorway, lining the corridors. Some are even being treated in the parking lot. Beleaguered hospitals posted this video appealing to people. Don't share your air. Stay home. Here at Orange County Global Medical Center and other hospitals in Southern California, they are so overwhelmed, they are literally treating patients in tents in the parking lot. It's like a MASH unit on the battlefield. In this triage unit, patients are identified and then sent to COVID or non-COVID tents or directly into the ER. We're all expecting the worst yet to come. Um, I think we're all just kind of bracing for it. And this is the emotional moment. A nurse was released from the hospital after spending eight months battling COVID-19. The veteran nurse who worked at the hospital in Long Beach, California for 40 years was close to death several times. Some are calling this a dance with death. It's a conga line at a Republican Party Christmas bash in New York City, not a mask in sight. Now the restaurant where the party was held is being threatened with fines. And the Brooklyn Nets played at home for the first time in nine months, hoisting a banner honoring essential workers before their game against the Golden State Warriors. We can't thank our healthcare workers enough. And a new warning, researchers confirm that wearing a mask isn't enough. You also have to social distance more than six feet from others to avoid infection. And it's happened just days after that disturbing scene on a United plane of a man with COVID going into cardiac arrest. The first passengers have come forward to say they now have tested positive for the virus. Stephen Fabian has details. Infected. The first passengers from that United flight where a man died from COVID-19 have now tested positive for the virus. We both came down with the fever. We had um, body ache. Um, uh, we, we lost um, kind of sense of taste and smell. Jose Alvarez, his wife Lauren, and their two young children were sitting just rows in front of the stricken man. They were returning home to Los Angeles from a beach vacation in Miami. Here they are boarding their connecting flight. They were 20 minutes into their journey when the man lost consciousness. What would you say to Americans who are thinking about flying? If you could postpone any trips that you may have, I would go ahead and do so. Um, it's just better, you know, not to fly at this time. And we're seeing new video today of the desperate efforts to save the man's life. That's Stephen Chang, an EMT, performing CPR on 69-year-old Isaias Hernandez. The video was shot by Stephen's girlfriend and obtained by TMZ. I've been watching myself. I feel fine. I even got tested once. It came back negative. The risk of getting sick has not deterred millions from traveling this Christmas. A holiday exodus, millions on the move, despite warnings from health officials not to travel. Just take a look at this flight tracking map. There are thousands of planes in the air today. Here at New York's LaGuardia Airport, it's pretty busy. You can see some lines at check-in counters over here and at this security checkpoint, but most everyone is wearing masks and keeping their distance. Travelers I spoke to say they know they're taking a risk, but they need to see their families after a tough year. Why did you feel like, I gotta go, I gotta be there? Oh, it's just the holidays, it's hard to not go home. You know what, life still goes on, I'm not gonna just sit in the house. The top five destinations this Christmas are Atlanta, Denver, Dallas, Austin, and Columbus, Ohio. Now take a look at the CDC's COVID hotspot map. It's a red alert in and around those cities. 
The TSA says they have screened more than 4 million people since last Friday, the most since the beginning of the pandemic. And after keeping a low profile in the White House for the last couple of weeks, President Trump is leaving Washington today to spend the long Christmas weekend in Palm Beach, with some wondering if he will return to the Capitol for his last month as president. The president and the first lady left the White House this afternoon. She wore sunglasses and dark leather pants. They're headed to Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, and it's going to be a very different Christmas for the first family. Unlike last year, they won't be heading to church. CBS White House reporter Paula Reed. We do know, though, that the president will not be able to go to his usual church, Bethesda by the Sea, for Christmas Eve services because they're really only doing online services right now. He will, however, still throw his annual super swanky black tie New Year's Eve party. And what about the buzz? He may never return to the White House. While Florida does certainly seem more appealing uh, than Washington, D.C., a.k.a. the swamp uh, in wintertime, it does appear that the president wants to continue to do his business and spend the last few uh, weeks of the administration here at the White House. After keeping a low profile for a week and a half, the president popped up in a video last night throwing a wrench into the pandemic relief bill. I am asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low $600 to $2,000 or $4,000 for a couple. Today, the president tweeted that he will travel to Georgia to campaign for Republican Senate candidates, including Kelly Loeffler, who's up against Democrat Reverend Raphael Warnock. I will be having a big rally for them on Monday night, January 4th, Trump tweeted. (laughs) This body cam footage was just released showing Warnock's ex-wife accusing him of running over her foot during a domestic dispute last March. This man's running for United States Senate and all he cares about right now is his reputation. Tried to keep the way that he acts under wraps for a long time and today he crossed the line. Warnock gave his side of the story to officers. Barely moved and all of a sudden she's screaming that I ran over a foot. I don't believe it. Medical responders did not find any sign of injury and Warnock was not charged. (laughs) Two runoff elections are being held in Georgia on January 5th. The results will determine which party controls the Senate. She was seeking fame online as a momfluencer. Now she's got a lot of explaining to do after authorities questioned whether she made up an elaborate plot that a couple tried to kidnap her kids while they were out shopping. Now that angry couple is speaking with Inside Edition. She gets attention online as a momfluencer. So if you do have questions, you can leave them in comments below. Now she's making headlines for claiming two strangers tried to kidnap her kids in a store. But cops say she's the one being investigated for possibly filing a false report. This is probably the worst thing I could ever imagine being accused of. It all started when Katie Sorensen made this scary claim. Monday of this week, my children were the targets of attempted kidnap. Police say she ID'd this couple as the people involved in the supposed kidnap attempt at Michael's Craft Store in Northern California. This mom, Sadie Martinez, says she and her husband were questioned by cops. She denied they were would-be kidnappers and said they had been racially profiled by Sorensen. It's hard enough to be a Latin family in a white community, that I don't need white people coming around and telling me that I look like a criminal. Cops now say the investigation has produced no evidence or witnesses corroborating the account provided by Sorensen. Evidence gathered has served to support the account provided by the couple from the store. 
We have um, been cleared. I spoke to Sadie and her husband, Eddie, today. When you realized what this woman was accusing you of, walks through, what went through your mind when you realized the severity of this? At first, we laughed. Then uh, we started to see and get kind of upset and angry. Being labeled a child abductor, it's, it's upsetting. It's heartbreaking. It's life-changing. What do you think should happen to Katie? I think that the, the law needs to pursue her and, and do their job. This is not okay. Police say if the investigation proves this was a hate crime, Katie Sorensen will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Christmas is upon us, and online retailers say the deadline has passed to get any orders by Friday. So that means there is a last-minute rush at stores and malls around the country. Amber Cogliano has more. This grocery store is packed as people shop for Christmas dinner. Just look at the parking lot. Cars everywhere you turn. This comes smack in the middle of COVID numbers spiking around the country. Here at Stu Leonard's on Long Island, they're expecting 50,000 shoppers today alone. With just two days till Christmas, the crunch is on. Stu, is there any point that you would say, okay, no more customers, no more, it's too many? We only allow 250 customers in. The law is 50% occupancy for us. We normally could have up to 500. Early on, he asked customers to spread their shopping out. We've asked our customers to shop twice at Stu Leonard's. Shop early for your pantry items, and then shop now for your fresh items so he could get in and out quickly. Stu Leonard established a specific protocol to keep staff and customers safe. We're doing, you know, soap, a bleach, and sanitizer on all of our production and back rooms, cash registers. People are aware of the risks of shopping in the midst of the pandemic. Were you concerned about coming out? Not really. I think we're, you know, trying our best to keep our face masks on and keep our distance. I walk with my sanitizer, which I have here on my keys, and I wear my mask at all times. Do you feel safe shopping today? Uh, yeah, I do. It's, it's good here. Everything's spaced out nicely. People are sort of trying to stay away from each other as best they can. It's crowded. People are out shopping for last-minute Christmas gifts, too. Going into the home stretch, traffic is down from last year, but half of consumers say they still haven't finished buying their gifts. At the Stamford Town Center in Stamford, Connecticut, there are markers on the floor to keep traffic flowing in the same direction. Not going to try anything on, you know. Following the general rules of the arrows and sanitizer on the hands. Wearing my mask. Shoppers are doing their best to stay safe. And remember, if possible, only touch the items you plan on buying. She lost her legs in a horrible accident. Now, just in time for Christmas, the moment she has been waiting for. It's the best Christmas present ever for Mandy Horvath. After losing her legs in a horrible accident, she's getting prosthetics. Here to get my legs. Mandy's life changed forever six years ago. She had just turned 21 and said she only had a couple drinks at a bar when she walked outside to get some air. That's the last thing she remembers. I believe I was incapacitated by a date rape drug. Mandy wandered onto nearby railroad tracks and passed out. A freight train ran over her. Mandy awoke from a medically induced coma to discover that both her legs had been amputated. I went through a really long period of time wondering what my life was going to be like and 
how I was going to maneuver, how I was going to live normally. Mandy's perseverance made her a viral sensation. She climbed the 2,700-step Manitou Incline Hiking Trail in her hometown of Colorado Springs. I think the pack is literally as big as you are. She also trekked 14,000 feet up Pikes Peak twice and made her way up to the top of the Statue of Liberty. I had to kind of lift myself up by the uh, railing. Yep, she even went skydiving. <laughs> now back to the moment she's been waiting for. Stan Patterson of Prosthetics and Orthotics Associates in Orlando, Florida, is outfitting Mandy with new prosthetic legs. I'm very proud of her. What she's having to deal with and overcome. Now the big moment. Feels good. Her dream of standing tall again comes true, just in time for Christmas. My message to other people is don't give up. Tomorrow is another victory. Mandy's next goal, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa. She is a true inspiration. And we'll be back with more Inside Edition after this. Next, verdict in the Gilligan's Island neighbor feud. A judge rules in the case of the billionaire accused of blasting the theme song to annoy his neighbor. The court finds. Then, the bachelorette and her new fiance the day after the final rose and virtual sing-along just in time for Christmas. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. It's the tale of the billionaire driving his neighbor crazy by blasting the Gilligan's Island theme song. Now a judge has ruled on whether or not to stop the music. The verdict is in on one of the most bizarre neighbor wars ever, all over the theme song to Gilligan's Island. Everyone is entitled to quiet and peaceful enjoyment of their own home, free from interference from neighbors. Billionaire Bill Gross and his girlfriend, former tennis pro Amy Schwartz, who live in a $32 million mansion in Laguna Beach, California, were accused of blasting the theme song over and over again for hours at a time. All to annoy their neighbor, Mark Tofi, who captured the scene on his cell phone. Was Gilgan's Island played on a loop? Yes. The feud began after Gross put a protective netting over a million-dollar sculpture in his yard. His neighbor said it blocked his view. On the stand, Gross admitted to repeatedly playing the theme song. We started uh, playing it again and again, and, and um, it became a just... Uh, something that we did. Now a judge has ruled that playing Gilligan's Island over and over again was harassment. The court finds Gross and Schwartz caused and allowed disturbing noise in the form of music to be played from their Laguna Beach home repeatedly. The case of the Gilligan's Island neighbor feud is closed. The billionaire has been ordered to stay at least five yards away from his neighbor and to keep the volume way down. When we come back, The Bachelorette and her new fiancé, how they found love during the pandemic. The pandemic didn't stop The Bachelorette. The show went on in a bubble, and last night she picked her man. The Bachelorette ends in a proposal. <laughs> And here they are, Tasha Adams and her fiancé, Zach Thank Clark, you. the day after viewers saw him get the final rose. We're happy for a multitude of reasons, being like freedom, the fact that we're together, engagement, yeah. all of it. 
Because of COVID protocols, this season of The Bachelorette was all done in a bubble at a resort in Palm Springs, California. It's just a safe bubble, just in the sense of like, everyone had been tested and had been cleared through the protocols and took all Got the it. precautionary things that we needed to do in order to have a safe environment. But it still led to a love connection. The couple has not set a wedding date. When we come back, a very festive virtual sing-along. Finally, to cheer people up after a horrible year, singer Neil Diamond asked his fans from around the world to sing his classic song, Sweet Caroline. And boy, did they answer his call. It's hard not to join in. And that's Inside Edition for today. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert. And I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And, and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> respond too quickly oh well that's good yeah i expected i expected you to lay into me well this was over the strike period oh i had time yeah See, that, that does that doesn't count <laughs> sure i responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment yeah i felt like i had something to get up for every yeah. day so thank you for that listen to the late show pod show with stephen colbert wherever you get your podcasts John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts.